Bob Cudmore, the radio personality and author. Bob, welcome to our talk of the town. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Sounds very good. Enjoying listening this morning. And uh, you have your own talk of the town, and you go way back with J.I.L.O. here. Yes, I do. Uh, Jay and I worked together at the Rosier Communications uh, Amsterdam operation from 2004 to 2014 when I did uh, kind of retire from full-time radio. Yeah, Bob and I spent uh, much time... Uh, we, we joke about this often, fighting the bees. We've both uh, <laughs> slept and camped out at the station for uh, weather-related uh, issues. And, uh, yeah. and we no, put- we have, I do an overnight. I remember we had, we had our one of our election nights. I spent the night there because I figured, what's the sense of getting an hour's sleep or something like that? <laughs> yep. Uh, former WGY radio personality, legendary radio station in the Capital District, and uh, also still doing a show called Talk of the Town. Uh, what's well, up? that's true. I, I do that for um, Magic uh, 590 AM in uh, Albany. Uh, they wanted to put, get the mayor of Albany on, Kathy Sheehan, and so this is how he worked it out. So I do a a recorded uh, half-hour show with her every week uh, in in Albany, you know, talking about all the controversies like the porta potties and <laughs> at the uh, Corning Preserve along the Hudson, or serious uh, things like uh, more money she's seeking for downtown development and stuff like that. Yeah. And also, we sometimes talk about the mayor's dog. She has a dog. We were joking with Anthony Pacenti in that clip you might have heard coming back here about uh, the idea of selfies. Uh, yes. Being represented on a statue in Texas. Uh, do you, imagine how far we've come in this society. Do you take selfies? Do you use a cell phone? I don't. I don't take them very well. <laughs> and, and I can't think of the name of the entertainer. But one time, when we did one of the first mayor shows in Albany, we're walking out of the radio station, and one of their other stations had some sort of celebrity there, and I can't think of who he was. But he was a he was a singer, and they they told him, "Well, that's the mayor of uh, Albany." Really? So he whips out his self. He takes the selfie, and I'm trying to get a picture of it. And they were all out the door before I even got the you know got to the right screen. <laughs> you know what? But but Bob is great at technology and uh, adapting the technology and actually right now you're podcasting this interview that's true we're going to, we're podcasting this interview and i do a weekly history podcast called the historians i uh, do that in concert with my friend dave green who you hear from time to time on wutq yes indeed fills in on the news we're talking with bob cudmore the radio personality and author and you'll be giving a speech at the oneida county historical society coming up june 6th about your latest book lost mohawk valley talk a little bit about that I will. Um, the Lost Mohawk Valley starts off with a look at the history of the carpet industry in Amsterdam, where where I grew up, Amsterdam, New York. Uh, this was uh, an industry that employed thousands of people, and it fits the category of the title, and it's gone. It's lost. And, uh, the carpet making uh, moved out of Amsterdam a long time ago, um, and uh what I do is try to recreate the atmosphere, the culture, if you will, of uh, mill town life. All the many men and women who uh, worked uh, in the mills and, you know, the, the good and, and maybe some of the bad things that uh, happened there. Uh, but it, it generally uh, w- was a time that I just wanted to preserve. My father worked in the carpet mills. He was, in fact, a, a carpet weaver. And they don't technically have weavers anymore for uh, the, the way most carpets are produced. But uh, that was a really sought-after production job in uh, Amsterdam back uh, for over a century, but it pretty much ended in the late 1960s. 
I always find it fascinating because, Bob, you sh- you've shared some of those stories with me. And as you mentioned, your family lived, I mean, pretty much right around the corner from these carpet mills. And, you know, here at our new facility, we are located right in between the Erie Canal and the Mohawk River. I mean, dead smack in between them. And I always tried to grasp this and I found fascinating that you would tell me you could tell what type of carpet they were producing that day <laughs> because the water and the river and the canal would be that color because they would just <laughs> dump it right in. That's right. In fact, uh, they they dumped it particularly into the big creek that runs through Amsterdam, the Chuckdenunder Creek, but which would ultimately get into the river. And one um, gentleman I know uh, said that the uh, creek in winter looked like Spumoni ice cream <laughs> because it would freeze in different layers. And also, I have to say, it smelled high heaven, the, the creek especially, and to some extent the river. So even though the, the mills have moved out, at least the, the water is better. Talking with the author and radio personality Bob Cudmore on the Talk of the Town at 100.7 FM WUTQ. About that book, Lost Mohawk Valley, you have some interesting characters and tales in there with some well-known people. Well, yes, we do. That's another thing after we do the carpet mill story. I Oh, I bring up, for example, Mike Tyson, who uh, wasn't from our area, but he was from the Bronx, but he was incarcerated in a reform school up in uh, uh, the Johnstown, New York area. And he was discovered there by one of the correctional officers who, uh, named Bobby Stewart, who had happened to be a very... Um, prominent amateur and then a professional boxer and he got out of professional boxing so uh he he saw this uh, young kid tyson and we're talking young he was like 13 years old and bobby stewart started to train him and then introduced him to uh, mike tyson's first uh, coach and mentor customato and the rest is history not always a happy history as far (laughs) as mike tyson is concerned uh and then there was a uh, you know, I always like to get these links between my area and famous people. This is a famous person of a long time ago. I don't know if you folks will remember Ed Sullivan, the TV star. Sure, yes, of course. The TV host. But he wasn't from Amsterdam technically, or not at all, but his parents were. Uh, Peter and Elizabeth Sullivan uh, had lived in Amsterdam, got married in Amsterdam, but then moved to New York City. But his mother, Elizabeth, uh, would apparently bring uh, Ed uh, up Amsterdam from uh, time to time. And Ed Sullivan, this is the trivia fact for today, uh, actually was a twin. And his twin brother, Dan, died as an infant. And uh, Dan Sullivan, not Ed Sullivan, is buried in Amsterdam or actually in the nearby community of Fort Johnson. And uh, Dave, being a big sports fan, you have a tie uh, between a baseball player and our area here, Utica. That's true. George Burns, who I think was born in uh, Utica, but he lived most of his life in Gloversville, uh, became a big baseball star in the 19-teens and early 1920s, especially with the New York Giants. He went to the World Series with the New York Giants. He got into baseball. He was a fan, but he was watching a game up in Utica when uh, the regular catcher for one of the teams didn't show up. So they asked him to play, and he played, and they, they liked him, and then ultimately he worked his way into the New York Giants organization. He was said to be a very humble man. He went in, During his long career in baseball, and he ended up moving back to Gloversville, where he worked at the family's pool hall, then had other jobs before his death. 
But in his career in baseball, he was never ejected from a single game. They called him Silent George Burns. Well, I know you won't be silent when you give your speech at the Oneida County Historical Society, and I assume answering questions from history buffs here that night? You bet. Right. Uh, in fact, I'm impressed with the, the, the Oneida County Historical Society. I've, I've seen it online, and it's up there on uh, Genesee Street uh, in Utica. They have a museum and, and so forth, and uh, they have you know uh, quite a few uh, speakers. But I'll be uh, there for the speaking program Monday night at 6 p.m. with my four books. I've got uh, Lost uh, Mohawk Valley, Stories from the Mohawk Valley, Hidden History of the Mohawk Valley, uh, plus I have the... Uh, uh, book you can't go wrong, which is a humor book. I, I do warn I, that I write primarily about the eastern Mohawk Valley. I'm not, mm -hmm. um, you know, not the area up there. I leave it that to my friend Dennis Webster, who right. writes uh, a lot of the local history books. Like I, I think you guys may have interviewed him. Uh, he wrote the book about uh, the old uh, in, uh, asylum for the mentally ill, the old Maine. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, and we've talked to him about uh, some ghost hunting experiences as well. Bob, thanks so much. A pleasure to meet you on the phone here and uh, participate in your podcast as well. Okay, well, thanks very much, Dave, Beth, and Jay, and uh, glad to talk to you. All right, thanks, Bob Cudmore, one of your old friends, Jay. You got it. Uh, what a great voice.